thanks for tuning in to Crossover Conversations, a podcast tackling the struggles that teenagers face today. It is our goal to give students a sound, biblical perspective in order to help them navigate their way through life. What's up, guys? Hey, uh, thank you guys for tuning in this week. Um, sadly, I am once again doing it by myself. As uh, I mentioned last week, our other co-host, Grace, is sick, and turns out she actually did have uh, COVID. So I'm really glad she wasn't here last week. Grace, I'm sorry, but I'm glad you weren't here because um, then we probably wouldn't be able to do it this week. But all that to say, it's going to be me again um, just this week. So she should be back next week, and we'll be um, a little bit more conversational like we were a couple weeks ago, and that's kind of what we're we're aiming for. Um, but thank you guys for tuning in each and every week, whether she's here or not. Um, we're continue to do this. Um, and this week I really struggled with what I wanted to talk about. Um, and I'm reading a book right now, which if you know me, you know that that's kind of weird. I don't really do a lot of reading. Um, but this book has it's really uh, been very helpful helpful for me. So I do want to recommend the book. It's called Giants or not Giants, Goliath Must Fall. It's by Louis Giglio. Um, super good book. Um, and it's really helped me a lot in my growth over the past couple of weeks. Um, and so as I was struggling with like what to talk about, um, I couldn't get that book and kind of the point of that book out of my head. And so I just kind of want to not really do a book review, but really talk about kind of the, the main point of that book without really um, ruining, it, ruining it or spoiling anything like that. Um, I just kind of want to give uh, kind of what the first chapter talks about, and every chapter beyond that goes into more detail. So if you do want to read that book, I encourage you to do that if you want more um, about it. But what the book is talking about, it's talking about overcoming your giants. Um, and now we all have different giants in our life, like some struggle with um, you know addictions to pornography or, or an addiction to you know pathological lying or cussing or whatever it is. Like we all struggle with different things. Um, that's just a natural part of life. We all struggle with those things. Um, and so the point of the book is to kind of help us combat how to, how do we fight against those giants? And so I want to give you the information that I've learned so far and how we overcome these giants, um, how we overcome these things in our life. And so the book opens up with a, a story about this lady who, uh, owns a pet tiger. Now it's not the you know, it's not Tiger King or anything like that, but it's talking about this lady who owns this pet tiger. And so um, if you're like me, my first thought was like, why would you ever want to have a pet tiger? Those things are natural born killers, right? Um, but she has this tiger and more than likely she got it when she was a, you know, the, when the tiger was a cub, a little, little cute little animal cub thing that are, you know, purrs when it's happy and things like that. But eventually that tiger grows up. And what happened was that the tiger eventually turned on the owner and killed her. It mauled her to death. And that's pretty graphic. And I apologize for that. But that's what happened. That This lady gets killed by her own pet tiger. Now, obviously, when it's, a, when it's younger, when it's a cub, it's very cute and cuddly and it purrs and it plays and it giggles and all that kinds of thing. And you know, bonds were formed and the, the lady probably gave it a name, something cute, right? Um, but eventually it grew up and it became, it realized like what it was. It was this natural born killer and its true color started to shine and it really wasn't a pet anymore. Um, and that's what happens in our lives. We, we find these things and we, we grab hold of these things that uh, 
bring us comfort or bring us momentary pleasure or bring us happiness in an instant, right? We, we take hold of these things and they help us for a little bit. And then eventually they become so much more than that. And they start hurting us. Right. And we, and we find ourselves wanting to get rid of these things. We, we want to quit standing. We want to quit going to that website. We want to quit saying those things, but we just can't, we keep finding ourselves going back to these things. And so we desperately want to rid ourselves of those giants. That's what we're going to call them, these giants in our lives. But how do we do it? Well, I want to give you kind of the story in the Bible that helps us uh, understand how we fight these things. And so I'm not going to read the story because it's really it's a whole chapter. And I don't, I, don't, I don't really want to do all that. I like reading the Bible. That I know that you guys are going to get bored of me if I, if I just read this story. And so I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to bore you with that. But the story comes from uh, the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17. 1 Samuel chapter 17, and uh, many of you probably know that story. It's the story of uh, David and Goliath, right? The story of David and Goliath. So David is this young boy. He's a shepherd boy. Um, his brothers are all older. He's the youngest sibling of his family. And uh, his brothers are all fighting this war against the Philistines. So these Philistines, they're this... Uh, opposing army. They're really evil, bad people. They have their own idol. It's a, it's a, it's a God. It's an idol that um, is not the one true God that the Israelites worship. And so they're combating each other. These Philistines are going against these Israelites and the Israelites are the people of God and um, the Philistines are opposing them. And then the Goliath, who is um, for the Philistines, he is this huge guy. He's giant. Literally, he's like over nine feet tall. Um, if you know me, I'm like, I'm 6'3", so people would consider me to be pretty tall. Um, but this guy's three feet taller than I am, so like that's huge. That's how big this guy is. He's massive, he's muscular, he's, got the, he's covered in this suit of armor. And so these two armies are coming together in this valley of Elah is what it's called, E-L-A-H, Elah. But uh, it's really not this pristine, beautiful thing. It's There's a brook running through it, and it's very rocky. Um, and on either side of this brook are kind of these hillsides, these mountainsides. So one army is on one side, the other army is on the other side. And um, this giant named Goliath, who is for the Philistines, comes out of the Philistine army, and he uh, it starts just starts yelling at these uh Israelites saying like, hey, you guys are chumps. You're a bunch of chumps. You're a bunch of clowns. Like you serve this God who's not even really for you. He's not real. He's weak. He's whatever. And he just starts going off on these Israelites. And the Israelites are rightfully so terrified, right? There's this nine foot giant yelling at them and they're terrified. I mean, I would be too. Like, I think I'm a pretty, you know, big ish dude. I'm six, three. And, you know, I go to the gym and that's not, I'm not, trying to gloat about anything like that, but I, I consider myself to be a pretty solid guy. And this giant, I would be terrified to fight. Like he's undefeated. He's never lost. He's a champion. And he's yelling at these guys, making fun of their God. And the Israelites are just like cowering back. They're hiding back. They're not fighting him. And so for 40 days, this dude Goliath comes out every day and starts mocking this God, starts mocking the God of Israel for 40 days, he's still, every morning, he comes out and does the same thing. You're a bunch of chumps. You're going to lose, and and you're weak, and your God is weak, and you'll never win. And essentially, he's saying, like, I'm defying your God. What are you going to do about it? And he says, 
instead of having both of our armies fight and thousands of people die, just send over one person to fight me. And so let's go one-on-one, mano-a-mano, and if your guy wins, then, you know, you win and we'll serve you. But if I win, then uh, we're going to be your servant or we're going to be your masters and you're going to serve us. So instead of having this whole army fight, it's going to be one-on-one, the winner-takes-all kind of deal. And so that's how they're wanting to settle this. And the only reason they did that is because, obviously, to them, Goliath is going to win. Uh, it's like common sense to them. Um, so this goes on for 40 days, and no one, including the king, is doing anything about it. That's real strange about you know this, this king. His name is Saul. If you know anything about Saul, he's already a head taller than everybody else that he is over. So if anybody would fight this giant, it's going to be Saul. Yet he doesn't do it. He's scared of the guy. And then all of a sudden, here comes this, on the 40th day, here comes this little shepherd boy named David. Right, David, who I mentioned earlier, has these older siblings who are older than him. They're stronger than him. They're bigger than him. And they're off at war. And David's left at home to take care of the sheep. So David comes, and he's essentially just bringing supplies to his brothers on the front lines. And uh, as he gets there, here comes Goliath. The next day, he here he comes. Oh, you're a bunch of clowns. You're a bunch of cowards. You're, you're going to lose, right? And David hears this, and he's like, hold up. What? Something ain't right. What are, you, what are y'all doing about this? What are you... How are you going to let him just sit here and defy our God? How are you going to, you know, let this go on? What's what 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 is anybody doing? Is anybody doing anything about it? Who's going to take care of this guy? And his brothers are like, "Have you seen him? He's nine feet. He's nine feet tall. I'm not going to fight him. No one here is going to fight him." Um, and so David's like, "I'll fight him. Uh, I'll do it." You know, David, little small boy, little shepherd boy, probably about sixteen years old at this point says, I'll fight this nine-foot giant. And his brothers just kind of look at him and sneer at him and laugh at him. Um, and they're like, yeah, okay, David, go sit down. Go back to tending your sheep. And his brothers are, again, they're making fun of him, kind of mocking him. And they're already a little bit bitter towards David because David's been anointed as the next king. Um, and so there, there's already some tension there. And so they're they're holding that over David. And now now David thinks that, um, or now these his brothers think that David's going to win this this battle. And this is big ordeal, and so David says, "I'll fight the I'll fight the guy," um, and kind of his brothers are like, "Yeah, okay, whatever." And then David says, more or less, like, "You don't know what I've done. I, well, I've been watching sheep. There's been you know tigers and bears have come up against me, and and I've killed them all. Uh, I've protected our sheep against these bears and these lions and everything else. And this giant is going to be just like one of them. And so stories of of David's past about him killing all these animals, get back to the king. And uh, the king brings David in and says, so I've heard you've killed these these lions and these bears, and I've heard that you want to fight this Goliath. And David's like, you heard right. Yeah, I'm going to do it. And so Saul says, okay, might as well. But Saul gives David his armor. He says, I'm not, I'll, I'll let you fight him, but at least put my armor on. So David doesn't have any any of his own, and Saul gives him his. And uh, so David puts on this armor, and he can't really move. It's not his armor. It doesn't fit him quite right. And he says, look, I appreciate this, but no, I'm not going to wear your armor. I'm, I'm not about it. God's got a bigger plan. So he takes off the armor and goes to the brook and gets five smooth stones 
and his and, and then puts them in his little shepherd's sack. And then he goes out to fight Goliath. And so he gets to Goliath, and Goliath is like, hold up. You're sending this little scrawny punk to come fight me? Like, is this a joke? And so he's jabbing at, at David, and David said, you've defied my God. You're going to die. I'm going to kill you. And uh, so they have a few words, and then round one, ding, ding, the bell goes off, and they're at it. David grabs a stone and a sling, and bam, right in the head, kills Goliath. All right, so that's the story, and that's important to know when it comes to fighting our battles, fighting our giants, right? Now, if you've ever heard this story, and if not, you just heard it for the maybe the first time, and that's cool. Um, but if you've heard this story, you've probably heard it talked to, or you've probably heard it explained in, in a way that you were David, right? And maybe you're at a, like a church camp or at a, a D-Now or, or whatever, and the, the speaker is comparing you to David. He says, you know, you're young, David was young, gather your stones, gather your sling, aim high, bang, go and get your goals, right? And that's great. I'm not saying that that's wrong. And we should be like David and that we should have our confidence and we should be lowly and humble and have confidence in who God says we are. But the point of that is that in, in that interpretation where we are David, that's a very man-centered interpretation of that story. It's a very man-centered interpretation where it's saying like, you can do it. Just try hard. You got it. Just keep trying, keep trying, keep trying, keep doing, keep doing, keep doing. And eventually you're going to take down that giant. Well, the problem with that is that may get you hype and that may get you amped up, right? And you may be ready to fight a giant with someone saying that, with someone hyping you up. And you may be ready to do all those things. But what happens is you eventually, that fire burns out. And you eventually run out of this energy, this enthusiasm that you once had to fight your battles to keep going. And so what I want to present through this story is that we are not David. And that may come as a shock to some of you in this reading, but I want I want that to to take a take a minute and just think about that. Think about the story and how you're not David. I know that goes against probably everything that you may have heard, but I want to show you where and how we're not David. Right? So again, David in this story takes down the giant. Now, if we were David, we would be doing this all on our own strength. And we would be fighting and we'd be doing and we keep going and eventually what happens is we give up. We stop fighting we and we start losing, right? So I want to present to you that, that in this story, Jesus is David. Jesus is the one who takes down the giant, not us. Jesus is the one who takes down Goliath, not us. Now, what that means practically for us today is that whatever giant you're facing, Jesus has defeated that giant. The Bible says that there's nothing that Jesus can't do. He's already overcome death. He's already overcome victory. He lived a perfect, sinless life. He never sinned, and he overcame all those things. He's defeated everything this world had to offer. And so now, through belief in him, through having an understanding and a relationship with him, we can now live in that same victory. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't, that he doesn't call us to partake in some of these things and that we should, um, you know, Follow him and follow his leadership and, and and go with him in these things. That's not what I'm saying. Like, we should do those things. But what I am saying is that God has won the victory, and now he's inviting you to live in that victory. So whatever giant you are facing, whether it's an addiction, whether it's pride, whether it's pornography, whatever it is, whatever your addiction is, whatever your giant is in your life, God has won the victory in your life. 
God has won. So now all you have to do is live in that victory. Live in the victory that he's already won. And so oftentimes when we face these giants in our lives, we we get so caught up in looking at this nine-foot giant, right? He's huge, and all we see is the giant in our life. But what we don't see is that God has already won. So instead of fixing your eyes on the giant that's in front of you, fix your eyes on the one who's already defeated the giant. Fix your eyes on the solution. Don't fix your eyes on the problem. Fix your eyes on the solution that's already solved the problem. And that's Jesus. That's how we fight these battles. That's how we fight anything we ever come up against in our life, whether it's a decision we have to make about you know whatever, or it's an addiction, or it's cussing, or it's gossiping, or whatever it is, whatever your struggle is, that's how you fight it. You let God win because he's already done it anyways. And now you just live in the, the fruits of that victory. That's how we overcome these struggles in our life. And so that's kind of what this, this book is all about. It's about how we live in the victory that Christ has already won. And I highly encourage you to read this book. Again, it's called Goliath Must Fall by Louis Giglio. But I wanted to tell you all of that today because I know that there's a lot of people out there who are struggling with things who may not ever read that book, and that's totally fine. But we struggle with things, and it's important to know that you don't have to struggle because God has already won. You don't have to keep struggling. You don't have to keep striving because God has already won. Now, we should strive to live a godly life. That's not what I'm saying. We should definitely strive to live a godly life. But when it, in terms of fighting battles, God has already won. God's already defeated the victory. He's, he's already defeated the giant. He's already defeated whatever you're going to come across. So you just have to live in the victory of that and understand that your battle has already been fought. It's already been won. And not by you, because we would fail over and over again throughout the Bible. There's people who, who try to do things on their own, in their own strength, and they fail over and over again. But when Jesus is the one who fights, the battle is already done. When Jesus is the one who fights the battle, it's already won. It's already done. You can count on it. You can take it to the bank, right? I was reading the other day about how, um, you know, in, 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 in the Bible, God uses prophets and prophesies about how things are going to happen in the future. And um, more or less what the, the prophet was saying is, I know that I'm prophesying about something in the future, but I'm so confident that it's going to happen that it's essentially already done. So when God says things, when God does things, um, you can count on him. You can take him to the bank. And now he's saying, I have fought and won your battle. So now live in my victory. Live in my victory. All right, guys, that's all I've got for this week. Um, but like I said, I do want to close every week uh, with a verse of the week. And so this week's verse comes from 1 Samuel chapter 17. It's in that story of Goliath, David and Goliath. Um, 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 46 and 47 says, this is the day the Lord will deliver you. This is David talking to Goliath. He says, this is the day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. And I will give the dead bodies of the host of the Philistines this day to the birds of the air and to the wild beast of the earth, and all the earth may know that there is God in Israel, and that all this assembly may know that the Lord saves, not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hand. David is saying, the battle's already won. I know that God has already got this. So I'm just living in that victory that he's already won. 
So I, that's my, my, my word for you this week, is to live in the victory that God has already won. Like I said, that's what life is all about. That's how we live, and that's how we fight these giants. That's how we fight these battles in our life, is by living in the victory that God has already won. I've, I know I've said it a thousand times in this, these 20 minutes, but God has already won. And I'm going to say it again. God has won. Live in that victory. All right, guys, thank you guys for tuning in this week. I hope that this was helpful, and I pray that this uh, helps someone as they as they fight their battle against whatever they're struggling with. Whatever you're struggling with, I, helped, I hope that this helps. And it's my prayer that this is a resource for you guys as you struggle and as you fight these battles. Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope that uh, you will see Grace and I next week as we uh, discuss another thing that teenagers face today. All right, guys, peace. <laughs>